All right, Tony, if you could pick one company to sponsor this ragtag approach of a podcast, who are you going to pick? <laughs> it depends, like, what's in it for me, right? Well, Tony, here we are. We we are back. I'm I'm still Chris, and I'm still not Miranda or Amanda or yes, whatever. Definitely not After, Amanda. I don't know. Amanda, or not sure who Amanda. that is, but you are not she. I am not her or or she. Tony, what's happening? How's life? It's yeah. We're just pushing along, dragging. Yeah. Anything? Anything new show up at the house lately? Oh, anything, yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's let's do this. So yeah, here's kind of what's new at home. So. Ooh. Start off. So these are the Bridgestone. Getting a little bit of a reflection off the light there. The Tor BXS, the Tiger Edition Golf Ball, Limited Edition Golf Ball. Bridgestone has released that again. Um, nothing particularly exciting, but if you're a fan of Tiger Woods, as many many listeners are, the balls say Tiger on them. So, <laughs> so <laughs> no mistaking. They have the, uh, to whom the balls belong, they belong to yeah, one yeah. Tiger. So the other the other new arrival here at uh, the My Golf Spy her- headquarters, Saratoga Annex, if you will. The this is a Puma Pro Adapt Alpha Cat, and you know we'll come back to that whole Alpha thing here in a bit. So this is uh, doesn't want to come out, but this is a new spikeless okay. shoe from Puma. Uh, okay. Entirely different tread pattern on the bottom. Hmm. I'm optimistic here because their spikeless have been like I've found them to be super comfortable. I literally wear them almost every time I leave the house. But super not tractiony. Not yeah, not not the best for traction. I don't. I, yeah. I I wear them to play golf, but only when said golf is played indoors. Um, but this is yeah. I mean, it's a good looking shoe. I think Randy. Remember Randy Friday's Randy. Oh yeah, we get treading, gave him a ride on, one treading time. on the white swoles here, so I don't know how that's gonna go over. But uh, are those uh, a, are those a are those a lace them up or is this a laces are for suckers? So this this is the sucker edition of this shoe, obviously. Okay. But I do believe that this is available in the Puma disc, which is kind of you know their take on a boa like, shall we say, enclosure system. Boa-esque. Um, so, yeah, you know, if you're looking yeah. for a new spikeless offering, Power Adapt Alpha, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. It's got the I Adapt like it. Foam. It has foam. You, you can't make a golf shoe really without foam these days. I think that's kind of a rule. Not well. It's got to have foam. Not well. Yeah. yeah. Not much new. Uh, trying to think if we got anything. I got some uh, dog food. Um, plenty of uh, Plenty of children's things. Um, yeah, a lot of Amazon packages, but nothing super exciting of the golf variety. I know. However, you do have. Did a, get a, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. So you, I mean, fortunately, I guess I'll move on. I mean, you got to pay for college probably uh, six Damn of one, it. half a dozen of the other, as they say. But like, what was, what's a grocery bill like when you had, like, had the full house? Seven daughters, a wife, I mean, and yourself, and, and I guess a dog too. Like, what's that? What's a typical grocery store visit run you? So I'm gonna I'm gonna answer that with two uh two different ways. Number one, four to five hundred bucks a week, easy. 
I mean, you could easily. I mean, drop. I, I wince, but I, I literally like I have no <laughs> idea what. Like I've, I think my like my wife every now and then will take me to the grocery store, but then bad things happen because I'm like, yeah, I want that and that and that. Uh-huh. Like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, with and that's without me going. Yeah, and so it, it would probably be worse if I went. Um, but easily four to five hundred uh, a week. Um, you know, not typical people have this. It's a misconstrued notion that you know teenage boys will far out eat teenage girls. That's a bunch of nonsense. Teenage girls can eat just as much, depending on. And I'd say you are an expert on teenage girls, but that just I, comes I, across I, the wrong way. Yeah, don't take that out of context. <laughs> but um, yes, the second answer to that question is when I graduated high school. Um, so we had four kids in our family growing up, and when I graduated high school, my first year in college. So I'm no longer at home. I'm a freshman in college. There's five people left at home. My mother kept copious notes, like the old ledger. Like she would balance to the penny every week and kept it, you know, in a ledger. We spent roughly 50% less on groceries the first year I was out of the house. So out of six people, I was roughly 50% of the grocery bill, even in high school. So it is what it is, you know. I did a thing showing up this week. I got a shipping notification, um, and it looks like something is coming from Georgia to Fort Collins, Colorado. From where in Georgia, though? Well, good question. Coming from, I believe, Hotlanta. I believe uh, these might be the 221-225 combo set. Oh, yeah. I got to. Might have to. I'm gonna have to talk to our buddy over there and see what we can do. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm I am. I'm I am uh, eager to uh, to get those, and it kind of kind of leans into something we're gonna talk about. I think here today a little bit, which is Tony. You're one of the most excitable fellows in the world. What are you excited? Well, yeah. do you see these? First of all, <laughs> do you know what those are? Think speed. Think speed, go rogue. That's Callaway I, wristbands. That's awesome. Hey, I'm just telling you, it sweatbands. If you're doing media stuff. kits, yeah, the wristbands are underrated. Yeah, those uh, were those were supposed to be, and I guess still are. But we've talked before about how Callaway had a massive media event planned for Top Golf in Vegas for the Road mm-hmm. Rogue launch, and then Omicron came along and squished it but they were kind enough to to pass along the door prizes if you will the stuff we uh, we would have gotten if we were there so those wristbands maybe maybe the the big ticket hot item in the bag i'm telling you i mean don't get me wrong stealth media kit awesome the shameless stuff awesome but not a single wristband not a single wristband not one not one. Tell it like it's got you covered both sides. You can double up if you got like one arm that sweats yeah. profusely and the other doesn't. If I don't know what to think about, I yeah, just look so and go, like, oh, oh think speed. And go then rogue. Rogue, right? And then, and then, and then not rogue. only is like kind of puts you in the frame of mind, like here's what you should be thinking about. And right. now here's here's what to do. So that's very yeah, simple, like, very direct. Kudos to Callaway. Kudos to them and their team. I mean, that's huge. So all right, a lot of stuff's come out this year. We're we're where are we at? We're March ish. By the time this airs, probably <laughs> yeah, almost by the time by the time anybody <laughs> sees this, we will be we will be solidly removed the ish and into March. Yeah, so drivers, we have an idea of some stuff coming out in the iron space, wedge space, golf ball space. Let's kind of work our way through the bag here a little bit. Like, what are you first of all? What are you most excited about 
for yourself personally. And then let's kind of work our way through our bags. Like what, what could we, if we, we can do this, we could look back in six months and say, okay, how close were we to what so actually if you, ended up say in the bag? A single, single item that I'm most excited about is something I can't talk about yet. Ooh. Um, that's a, I think that's a next month ish release um saw that but what was that november ish everything's uh-huh. ish with my memory so back in right or maybe now. december maybe december saw okay, it so loved it but without yeah. giving it away what it, about it is so exciting to you potentially from both either a personal standpoint but also from you know market impact kind of standpoint for this particular company that that apparently we're not going to name just yeah, and I, I i don't think it'll be a huge market impact because it's it's a product within a category that this particular company typically doesn't make a massive impact if we're gonna dance in vague circles but i will say that um certainly from this company and within the category that it's in it is far and away just the 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 best looking I've seen, and I think it's it's going to be a real strong performer as well. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> there's a teaser. Uh, I, I have said as much in that segment as Phil Mickelson said in his apology. <laughs> That's uh, which is to say, you nothing. say best, Tony, when you say nothing at all. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, so uh, let's work from the back up though. I, I putter space. We don't talk a lot about no. putters. It's very individual. It's and it's a you know slow what? For science. Me, it's because I don't right? care. But go on. <laughs> it's a slow science, right? So there's this this terrible idea. You know, the ball's not rolling that fast, right? You're not imparting a tremendous amount of force, and so it's like, how different can a putter really actually be from you know this brand to that brand? We've tested stuff. We we've seen ninety nine dollar putters. You know, Tommy Armour do exceptionally well. We've seen really expensive putters do absolutely piss poor, right? And everything in between. So is there any reason to be excited about putters this year more so than any other year? No. No. <laughs> Not no. even a little? <laughs> no. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I think Cobra's doing some cool stuff with the 3D printing and the, and the partnership with Sick, and I, I think you're going to see that kind of continue to grow. And definitely, those are going to be you know certainly I know of one that's that's performed really well and most wanted. I don't know if that test will be out yet by the time you know that we hit publish on this this podcast. Um, so that that I think is interesting. But beyond that, I mean, it's there's not a ton of opportunity. Maybe you see it differently than I do, but it's well, you it's the same though. Yeah, you know, there's very few shapes that were that that kind of nobody yeah. goes too crazy because as soon as you go crazy, you've made a product nobody wants to buy. That's the problem. So what's interesting to me about you for the long, long, you know, longest time, you've been a very, you know, heel shafted, open to close, um, you know, like ping ZB type of uh, you tend to fit into that really strong arc. strongest arc you've got has typically yep. been but then last year that wasn't the case you on a whim grabbed a putter out at bandon I... with taylor made right and <laughs> have you returned that putter Tony? stole a putter from TaylorMade. <laughs> have you returned it no <laughs> okay so you so you straight up lifted a putter from taylor made and but a totally different uh situation right more face balance bigger mallet yeah and that was a case of where you know, in talking to Taylor Mitt's putter guy, it was just like I was struggling the first day out at Bandon, and you know, you just don't want to have anything 
that goes wrong at Bandon. Anything at Bandon that can make you miserable, especially if it can be fixed. And so I'm struggling with my putter, and we kind of talk about what I have and the and the the greens at Bandon versus what I play at home. And he's like, you know, that that degree of loft, degree, degree and a half you have is never going to work. You know, hey, go over to the bag and, and see if you can find something you like and, you know, feel free to play it while you're here. And mm-hmm. I found something I liked, and I'm like, well, I like it, so I'm going to keep it. And I just continued to play it and, you know, for the most part, putted pretty well. But I, yeah, I'm a pretty decent putter anyway. Uh, but I do feel on, on shorter putts, I do like that added stability from a mallet. So mm-hmm. yeah. we live in. So bigger difference this year with putters. Techno- you know, technological changes that we're going to see from companies. Like if I'm going to look to get a new putter, am I going to be better off if I haven't bought a putter in, say, five, 10 years? So between, you know, say five, 10 years ago and today, I'm going to go pick a putter up off the rack or I'm not going to do that. And I'm just going to go get fit for a putter. Which one is my well, if, you, if you're going to go get I, I mean, I'm always going to take fitting. Right? Yeah, I'm, I'm always going to answer fitting. But if you're if you're going to go, you know, as Dave, our guy, Dave, our putter guy, Dave likes to talk about the putter corral there. If you're just going to grab something off there or try a few there, you know, technology breakthrough is not massive we've seen stuff like you see kind of this the even roll groove type stuff and and face technology that's designed to either impart forward roll and and you know that sort of thing immediately or or help sort of offset for an open face at impact and things like that but i mean it's Uh it's inarguably the lowest tech club in the bag and that that includes the putter or the wedge rather so yeah, and I know you love putters so much. We'll probably do a, a whole episode on on putter technology, and <laughs> but I'm excited on on the putter front. I'm seeing more customization options again. You mentioned even roll; they're going to roll out a custom program. Um, Taylor made so, my spider, right? Yeah, exactly. So it it kind of feels like Ping not that PLD we're putting technology. Exactly. It's not that we're putting technology on the back burner necessarily, but people are seeing that, you know, that want to have things kind of personalized or customized through the bag. And it's like, oh, okay, if I can do this or do that, add this, add that, um, you know, what are some options there? So, you know. Again, I mean, I know, and there, it's, I've talked about this for years with Adam because Adam, Adam Beach, our owner, is, He's a hardcore putter guy. Like he loves putters. He's designed putters. He's he collects putters. He's one of those guys. And I've told him, like, I, I just don't get it. I don't. It's not. Like, it's so we know you're a shaft guy. We know. <laughs> so I mean, what are the, you then? for the Match longest guy? time? Right, as as much stuff as we get to see and try and here at my golf spot. I think I had three putters. I think that was. Yeah. And now, like now, I'm I'm as loaded as I've ever been on putter options and i think i'm i'm up to like five or six so i mean not not so many that if you sold all of your putters you could afford like a million dollar house no. you're not that <laughs> you're not that loaded no in putters no i don't but know maybe have, i don't have any of those like you know fancy premium art wall hanger type putters no no wall hangers what about wedges we're Wedges or irons? What are you more excited about this year? Wedges or irons for you? Well, wedges, but I think like this is this is almost kind of unfair. If you know, I, if we try and put this conversation in, tackle it from the perspective of your typical off the rack buyer, it's tough right. for me and wedges because full disclosure, right? You and I were out at TPI 
uh, again, late last se- season, November ish. And, mm-hmm. you know, we got fit for SM nine. And so yeah. from, from that perspective, you know, we talk about lack of fitting opportunities in the, in the wedge space all the time. And so to, to be able to go out and be fit for a wedge or a, a set of wedges and, and know that, Hey, this is dialed in for how I deliver the club as well as the shots that I want to play on the golf course, what I need these wedges right. to be able to do. Like you can't beat that. So, no. you know, I'm always going to be like, Hey, if I can get fit for a wedge, if I can get a good fitting, I, I mean, I would, I think, especially now when you've got, it doesn't matter. Right. We, we talk about Vokey all the time and, and the options they have, but Callaway's lineup is extensive. Now they have bounce and grind options. Mizuno has, has expanded with, when, when they launched their new wedge lineup in the fall and you're starting to see these options grow. And on one yep. hand, that's awesome. On the other, it's, uh, your hands are tied a little bit because there just aren't a lot of options to go and get fit for wedges. And like, even if we talk about fitting in terms of good, better, best, and you know, best would be in my mind and an outdoor fitting at a place like TPI with the little bump of being entirely brand agnostic, right? Like, wouldn't that be sweet? And right. I, I, I'm not even sure anywhere like that exists. They've got to be few and far between if they do. And then you move into, Hey, I can get fit outdoors, but I'm limited to, limited to one brand that's still pretty good and then you start getting into all right how do we how do we do this indoors when we talk about new wedges for the season mizuno came out late last year Mm -hmm. Uh, callaway i think was reasonably late last year and now you've got new 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 ping and and new title so you're in a good place if you're looking for new wedges you got options but yeah man getting fit is tough it is tough it's a challenge maybe we'll I don't know. Maybe we'll be able to help people with that at some point a little bit, a little bit more. Let's talk irons. Okay. What are you excited about irons? Talk well, about, uh, what irons are you going to play this year? I, you know, I I don't know. Um, you know, I have T100s that I'm excited about. Mentioned, you know, that the secret, the top secret irons that are coming that I'm excited about. Mizuno is is never well, you not. Did tell us they were irons before. Now you did. Cats did out I, of the well, bag. Cats out. Of- out of the back. Um, so, I mean, those are, those are an option. Um, and yeah, well, it, it may be met with absolute contempt when I say this. Uh, I do believe that there are new PXG irons in the pipeline and what? they've, I've, I've played PXG irons on and off for the last, since, since going back to gen one, which we're talking six, seven years now, oh, three eleven and a and it's, white trailer at Scottsdale national. That's right. And that's, I mean, I've, it's, it's an iron I've found successfully. So I've oh. played some of my best golf with those. So it's, it's a, you know, it's got options. I got options. It's nice you to got have options. options, I guess, but you got options. Yeah. I, I honestly, I have no idea. Um, so having said that, if I'm, again, taking the approach of an off-the-rack buyer just based on my experience, what am I most excited about? Yeah. Uh, you know, let's let's take the, the fall releases, the late summer. Let's not talk about Titleist and Mizuno in this conversation. Just kind of the January stuff that's launched or January mm-hmm. and beyond. Yeah. I mean, those, those new... P- the new ping irons in the the player's distance category uh-huh. um, those are intriguing and then in the game improvement iron i i really like the cobra stuff the yeah. ltd impressed me and i think of the of the stuff we saw that is that typical those those early spring relaunches tend to be game improvement irons anyway 
And right. Right. of that bunch, far and away, it's, it's my favorite. And again, that's, I'm not suggesting I'm going to play it because I'm, I'm, I tend to gravitate into that player's distance space a little bit more for sure. Yeah. And the game improvement irons with the, I don't get too technical, right? But I'm, I'm a guy who tends to create a lot of dynamic loft, excessive spin. And so when you, when you add offset to that equation and you do get more offset typically with game improvement irons, it, even with jack lofts, it gets a little ugly. Makes your problem worse. Yeah. So I tend not to be in that space. Uh, yeah, but yeah, players' distance mm, options. I played Mizuno irons for a long, long time. Back to MP14s and MP29s, and and kind of back in the day. And it's I know it's a standard by which a lot of other clubs are measured, particularly in a feel department. It is a very unique feeling. Um, one of my you know one of the things I come back to I think is very interesting is in this whole world of contracts right in negotiations and this and that and and i may be wrong on this so i hope somebody corrects me if i am but the foundry and you got to go see it yeah chuo over uh in japan where um where they do the forgings for mizuno they don't actually have an official agreement it's a handshake agreement handshake deal yeah it's pretty that, wild a lot of people yeah, the, think mizuno actually owns their own foundry that's that's not the case but it's it's pretty much a long-standing handshake agreement, which isn't uncommon in Japan anyway. That's how a lot of business business gets done. But but it's exclusive, right? Meaning that for the most not, part, right? Or, not yeah, and for the most part, it's typically occasionally they will forge golf clubs for somebody else, but it's it's smaller brands. Yeah, it's and, not like and again paid. the 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 secret sauce, if you will, that grain flow forging now. Rain flow forging HD is that's right. a shared patent between Chuo and Mizuno. So I yeah. doubt you'll see that anywhere else. Yeah. And the fact that they this time around on the two on the 221, 223, 225 series, um, the new MP Mizuno Pro um series, they kept the copper underlay, which Again, if you're a fan of Tommy Nakashima, if you're a fan of the <laughs> huge, TN, <laughs> huge for all I'm a huge Tommy, Tommy fan. I, I uh, out there. Yeah, you know, um, but they brought that back on the MP20s. And uh, again, it was one of those cool things where the players could tell a difference in their player testing. Um, said, this one I like better than this one, etc. Blind testing, etc. The, the players all preferred the one with the copper underlay. Um, and they didn't know what the difference was, right? True blind testing. And so, um, yeah, I, I think there's something cool about that. So... I'm excited to uh, to get those in. I went with uh, six through wedge in the 221, um, and then uh, four and five iron in the 225, and not sure what to do beyond that just yet, but we'll see. Time. I, I, I'm typically more of a JPX guy. And so I'm, there's a part of me that's like, eh, how, about, how about we just roll that copper into the JPX because... <laughs> They only tend to do a little more technologically there. The feel maybe isn't the same as the MP line, which now the Mizuno Pro line. We got a new font. It's all very fancy. Um, so if we could fancy. we could roll that that into the the more high tech line, which typically also includes the more forgiving clubs, that would be that would be pretty sweet. Yeah, GPX forged, GPX uh, hot metal, hot metal pro. A lot of good options. And then what about woods? Let's not drivers. We'll we'll save drivers for the very end. But talking fairway woods, hybrids, stuff in there. Is there 
Is there anything to be excited about, I guess, or is this I, back I, to the putter? Not, the with putter what I've well. seen, and let's talk hybrids first, because I'm we get into hybrids and fairway woods. These are two spots in the bag where I'm I tend to sort of stay grounded. I'm not like, ooh, new shiny object, new shiny object, right? It's <laughs> uh-huh. my I played and still I have what I, I skipped an entire generation of PXG hybrids. I got fit into a TSI three as part of the uh, the visit with Titleist, so I'm, I'm going to give that a look. But you know, I've been pretty steadily PXG hybrid in the bag, and I'm not I'm not excited to change out of it. Yeah. Um, the the Gen fours the the crown was a non-starter for me, and as much as I'm you know I'm, this is a hypocritical, I'll admit I'm always saying hey you know don't get too looks wrapped up matter. on looks yeah. right. We, we and we see we we find very little correlation. And guys that hit stuff they think is ugly exceptionally well all the time, but yeah that silver crown just didn't do it for me, and like I was really content with the the Gen two right that's where i was right yeah gen two yeah you had the gen two hybrids yeah um so i was i was super super content there no reason to change and you know with everything that's come out i'll wait and see let's see how how it goes with the tsi3 let's see if the the next pxg stuff is is on par better than what i ever have but that's what i already have but that is legitimately a situation where i could conceivably keep playing those yeah yeah, I agree in the sense that there's a security blanket component. Even when you look in, you know, again, I know, big fan of what's in the bag. Love to scour and build my bag based on whatever tour players are doing. But when, even when you look in PGA Tour player bags, LPGA Tour players, better players, if there is a club that is more than one or two generations old, it's either the putter or it's probably a three-wood, five-wood hybrid. Um and, and I think it's because it's a little bit versatile. Maybe you end up using it for a lot of different things. And, you know, again, other than your driver, every other club in your bag should have kind of a speed limit, right? Like within, you know, 10 to 12 yards is kind of hopefully the idea. So, man, if you get a new set of irons and all of a sudden you're hitting them a club further, you're going to create a gap somewhere in your bag that you have to then address. And um, for me, it's a Cobra 5-wood. Um, when they put the is that rails, the, is that the, the, the little tour, the actual, yeah, tour, what I call it yeah. When they, tour. so it, some might even call it like a, like an ultra hybrid or a mega hybrid or an Uber hybrid, or I don't know. It's yeah, a big it's hybrid. Really, it's, it's your perspective, right? Is it a, is it a, they, they bill it as a, a small fairway wood, but it, it wouldn't be a stretch to say it could qualify as a, a large hybrid. It does have, obviously, you know, the larger hybrids have that fairway wood shape. So mm-hmm. semantics, but I get you. Yeah, and very balanced look, and I love that it has the rails on the bottom. Um, that's the one that, you know, the, that design was really inspired right after the uh, second shot on 15 at Augusta for Ricky, you know, wanting to have a club that he could hit whatever that specific yardage was. But that would go up in the air quick, land soft, but he could still manipulate it in terms of trajectory. Um, and I love that. That That, you know, if I had a... I guess if there's a good club that'll be in the beginning, you know, in my bag beginning of next year, it would still probably be that Cobra five foot. Um, you know, I, I do. I just I love it. So that one's staying. Um four iron hybrid, I don't know what I'm gonna do this year. I'm still exploring some space in there. Um I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm kinda in that same boat when you get into that part of the bag. Like I'm I'm pretty dialed in with a with a Titleist 
three wood right now, TSI two, the the strong three, so the 13 and a half. But okay. I mean, was exceptionally fond of the LTD. And so with a new LTD, <sighs> similar design, like I'm, I know. Hmm, maybe, maybe I'm, I'm not ruling that out. We'll see. Yeah. But again, that's, it's, it's not a club I like to mess with very often because I mean, I'm like a lot of guys, right? The three wood is not the easiest club in the bag to hit. I would argue it's absolutely the opposite of that. And so when you find something like, you know, one of the things we talk about in, in ways to, and we did this with some of the, the metrics we've rolled out in it with most wanted is this idea of you can throw optimization at everything and talk about ideal numbers and hitting windows and perfect launch and spin and, and all of that stuff. But, but at some point on the golf course, it, and, and especially when you get into a club like a three wood, it, it does almost boil down to pass fail. Uh, so, you know, yeah. you want to look at our playable shot percentage or straight shot percentage from the driver test, something like that, where it's like, Hey, you know, maybe, maybe it wasn't perfect, but, did, did I get in trouble with it? Did I stay out of trouble? And and so when you get a fairway wood, especially for me, handicap around ten, got a little bit better last year, but but certainly, you know, you're you're basically scratch if you're not at that level. And you know, this idea of yeah, I'm I'm knowing that you you're gonna hit a good shot every now and again, and and even often, like that's right. one thing. And if you compare right. that with, I'm probably not gonna hit a bad shot. Like right. that's, that's a great way to think about performance in practical terms. And so when I have a three wood that, as I have now, like I'm probably not going to hit a bad shot. It's not to say I never hit bad shots, but right. probably not going to hit a bad shot. Like why? Ugh. I'm not looking to it? improve on that. Mm-mm. No way. I, I totally agree. I think that's the place. And, and I think that hybrid four iron, three iron kind of space is also a fun place where you know, talk about 14 clubs as a limit. That's just how many you can carry with you. There's a lot of, it's a terrible rule. It's 17. Um, But that isn't a terrible spot where people might be flipping a club in or out, depending on course conditions, where they're playing. You know, if that is a place where, you know, you have the opportunity to change something up, that might be where you switch a hybrid for a long iron or, you know, something like that, depending on, you know, depending on what course you're playing. So as we get into that transition zone between kind of that, that long fairway wood that most golfers carry and your iron and the infinite number of ways you can fill that space. I also have a seven wood now, you know, Hey, started, so started does DJ. Talking, yeah, well, I started talking to, you know, initially, started talking to the guys at one of the guys at Titleist because we were seeing, you know, I asked him about what they were seeing on tour with, yep. you mentioned DJ and others like this kind of going to this seven wood and because they, they felt it was easier to hit. And that's interesting, right? When a tour player says, Hey, you know, I put this club in my bag because it was easier to hit. Right. Like, oh, well, maybe I should, you know, this isn't like I I'm trying to flight it low and work the ball. No, like this is easier to hit. Like I need easier to hit. Most golfers yeah. need easier to hit. Yeah. And so I'm going to, I'm going to be trying that out and see, Hey, if, if it's easier to hit, I'll maybe find a, a way to, to keep it in there. But again, there's just so many options in there. It's, um, it would be nice to be able to carry seven, Don't 18, hate 24 on clubs. the seven wood. Yeah. Don't hate on the seven wood at all. You should, you should try one. I should try one. I might try one. Uh, just beyond the five foot. Yeah. Hmm. But then I go from the guy with, uh, I don't know which is worse, right? The the guy with T 
two hybrids in the bag, one of them or seven five woods. hybrid to <laughs> to a guy with three fairway woods. I'm I am just made for senior they're, golf. There's they're all no, head covers. You still have eight head covers in your bag. So I'm, I'm building a great. ranch and moving into senior <laughs> golf. Like you're very quickly going to have no actual irons in your bag. It'll be a couple wedges, a bunch of head covers, and a putter. It's like my dream setup. <laughs> I would love that. I, I swear. I mean, you've played with me enough. That's how I get yeah. into trouble. Like hit an iron. I'm like, damn it, damn it. Here we go again. I know. That's how we lost a Pro V1 left dot, oh. and still out there somewhere at La Costa. Yeah, somewhere, somewhere. Costa the disappearing six dollar golf ball or whatever the hell they work out to on eBay these yeah. days. Ridiculous. All right, how are you going to decide on a driver, Tony? Are you excited about these that are out there? Are you seeing, based on our driver tests, based on what you've seen? There so, I mean, on, on one hand, it's a weak year for drivers. And by that, I mean, it's just the way for new drivers, right? We all know it's, it's not, it's not going to surprise anybody to find out that the stuff from last year and the year before that and, and the year before that and, and probably the year before that and then some holds up really well against the new stuff. Yes. Again, you know, we're not we're not having massive wheel inventing breakthroughs every year. We get good stories, but but ultimately we don't see anything that, that is best for everybody or blows away the competition or anything like that. So right. so it's a weak driver year in that Ping doesn't have a new model and yet. Yet, right? And Titleist doesn't have a new model yet. So it's really, you know, you're talking about tailor made. From the from the big five, I guess, right? Taylor made Callaway and Cobra the only three launching. And I don't wanna, you know, we know Mizuno is is certainly stepped up their driver game in recent years. But if you kind of focus on on the guys that that account for the bulk of the sales, it's it's only three out of five this year. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously Taylor made huge noisemaker with the uh stealth plus. We did see stealth line, stealth plus we saw the highest average ball speeds in our test and I'm, yep. you know it's it's certainly you know it's tough to by averages i would say it, it's the fastest driver on the market fastest isn't always longest when you take into things like hey did it did it fly straight or did it go left or right or things like that yep. um, certainly fast ltd xls certainly fast but probably not the one for me um so that's but from ltd x LT, yeah, it's too low spin for me. I, yeah. which is crazy, right? Um, right. LTDX, I think, is really promising. I'm, I'm excited about that, and I would say that's probably the one I'm personally most excited about. LTDX, obviously, yeah, a ton yeah. of curiosity about stealth and seeing how that holds up and and what that mm-hmm. looks like for. Because yeah, when you're going out and you're you're kind of testing these things, you're like, hey, was that far? It, it almost is kind of a, unless it's an explicit fitting, it is almost a demo experience where you're like, oh, hey, what can I get out of this speed-wise? How far can I hit it? That That is often a little bit of a different experience than I need to now go play golf with this thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's maybe a bit different, but I'm, I'm still obviously going to try that and see what it gets me. And then the ones that I... I keep flying under the radar that I might it's it's interesting to me having gone through the data and most wanted and you know with the new data tool and people have reached out to me on Twitter and I've added a couple filters on my desktop to to dial that even more than what we've put out there publicly at this point and seeing the rogue stuff just pop up under these different conditions quite a bit yeah. so that's one where I was again it's not a the story is not particularly exciting because it just feels like more of the same. But mm-hmm. in terms of performance and looking at the data, it's like, man, it, it's just 
always right there. And so I'm, I'm, I'm actually more curious about it now coming out of Most Wanted and, and playing with the tools and seeing like it keeps coming up for a lot of guys um, than I than I was even at launch. So yeah, um, I'm definitely going to check that out. I haven't traditionally been a Callaway driver guy, but I'm, I'm going to look at it. But where are you, man? Like, where are you? Because I, I know. Whew. So, I, you know, it's a great question. I don't know where I am. Where are you? The time. I, I'm in an interesting place. Uh, no, I so I've tended to do well with lower launch, lower spin drivers just because of face dynamics, impact dynamics. I tend to scoop a little bit. I tend to lift a little bit. Um, I'm getting a lot better at that. But last year and very, but you know, any of the guys that I play with regularly at, at my home course would tell you, they're like, man, you drove the ball so much better this year than I've ever seen you drive it before. And that isn't to say that that's like a crazy, crazy improvement. I was finally keeping up with them a little bit more, but this was last year when I kind of gave you my filters and numbers and went through and you said, Hey, you know, give these two or three a try. And I ended up with, um, with Cobra, with rad speed. Um, and you know, went with the lower launch, lower spin. I played of with it. you out at, in Carlsbad. You were murdering that club. Yeah. And it was murdering crazy. I, there were a couple times I played Jose's like, oh, we haven't seen anybody over that hill in a while. And our swing speeds are actually very, very similar. And actually that day, I think you were a couple miles an hour faster than I was. And the, the point to me, and, you know, all transparency. I think that driver didn't sound very good <laughs> from a feel aesthetic perspective. It it was kind of hollow and and not what I like. Um, That's where the LTD X line is so much better. Yeah. So, so much better. if you are a Cobra person and you've played Cobra drivers historically, or you like that, and you were turned off by rad speed because of the sound, number one, I hear you and I agree with you. Number two, this is a Mongolian reversal, right? Like they they got the sound feel piece much, much better. So I'm very encouraged to to try that. And actually what I'm going to do is I reached out to our friends at, at Fuchikura. They're going to send a shaft or two, and I'm going to do my own little driver showdown um, between the Cobra, the LTD XLS, and Stealth Plus, just being two of the newer models only reason I'm not putting in a ping or Titleist is kind of done those, tried it, know that they're excellent. Like 410 LST is a great driver in that category. So is TSI 3. Those would be the other two that I would typically look at and, and have had good success with. But of this new crop, um, the new ones that are out there, those are the two that I'm going to focus on. I'm going to hit them with both a Ventus Black 6X and the, uh, the Ventus TR 6X. And we're going to see what the numbers show. So I'm, I'm curious about the little... TR, but I'm, I've just been so dialed in with Ventus Black in everything that I'm like, mm. and and TR being probably a bit more bluish than black in the profile anyway, with with some new tech baked in. Yep. Waiting for a TR Black, I guess is what I'm saying. Who knows? Ooh, ooh. So a, a black that's like diet black as opposed to the TR, which is more like a heftier blue. Yeah. Something like that. Purple. What happens if you mix black and blue? What do you get? Blurple. Navy? Navy? <laughs> I think that's, that's a Rob Miller word. Blurple. Blurple. How we describe, that's more of a yeah, blue purple kind of thing. That's how we describe the, the peacoat 
paint job on the on the oh. Cobra driver. Oh, that's Blurple. right. I think I, like I think midnight blue, maybe. Blurple. Blurple. Ball. What ball are you going to play, Tony? And then we're going to move on. I got another question for you. Yeah, I'm, I mean, left dash is it's it's tough to see moving out of it, but yeah. I think certainly some curiosities with the the new Tor B line. Uh, the BX and and even the the ChromeSoft XLS. I'll be I'm actually headed to Callaway next Thursday. Ooh, driving out to Chicopee, Mass. Okay, um, which is actually is it? How long my of a drive is that for you from the? Uh, it's two hours. H-P. But my daughter thinks it's the funniest thing because the Chick Fil A is in Chicopee. <laughs> um, right. So that's yeah. Um, so yeah, we're gonna see the factory and and see what's going on and talk to those guys and see how things are progressing we've talked about the factory improvements for a few years now but now you're seeing starting to see some things that you know on the personnel side so you know it's, it's kind of nerd level stuff that that not everybody knows about or cares about but you know eric loper who essentially became the guy at TaylorMade when dean snell left and has been there for the sort of the the evolution of TP5. He was there to start a TP5 and carried it through. Wasn't that obviously. like Penta? Like yeah, so from Penta? from picked up at probably you know just just past Lethal and Penta, and then kind of was the guy during the the start of the TP5, right up to where we are now. He is now Callaway's ball guy. He's the he's the head of R and D over there, and I think inarguably that's going to make a difference in their product. And it, it may not be immediate, but that's one of those things. And you know, there's a there's a QA guy over there that, that that came from Titleist, and so you know they're just bringing in guys who who know how to make better golf balls, yeah, good golf balls, and so you know I'm, if you're a Callaway fan in particular, there's there's opportunity or reason to be optimistic, I guess I should say. Yeah, yeah. I'm left up. Stick good with luck. The left up. Oh yeah. Good to have connections, I guess. Or are you be buying on eBay? Uh, I'm paying two hundred dollars a dozen because I think that's the route <laughs> that. Well, it's good you got a couple of the kids so off the house to lower the food budget. So yeah, well, right I mean, I basically that. made a decision. Two of the daughters: Do I help with college tuition, or do I buy Left Dot? Left Dot. And I mean, that's... sorry to have to say that one's a necessity. And one is college tuition. <laughs> you no know? like, Absolutely no brainer. It's an easy one. It's an easy one. So um, what was I going to ask you? Oh, all right, Tony. If you could pick one company to sponsor this ragtag approach of a podcast, who are you going to pick? <laughs> <laughs> it depends like what's in it for me right if it's uh Any, if it's, it's all for you this is it's not, all pro- this is, oh, yeah, this is 100% yeah. for tone <laughs> if we could get nikon to to come on board and send me a z9 that would be that would be cool um okay. talk about things that we we believe in um i mean you and i are both huge boa guys um Ooh. so you know do you see did you see that uh the new uh a boa Hannah had credit to Hannah Holden over in the UK teased it. I, I believe it's also called an alpha. So this is the FootJoy Tor Alpha, I believe is what it's called. And it is, it's going to be available in dual boa. So there's the first, second dual boa shoe we've seen. Adidas had a dual boa, but I mean, uh-huh. if, if one single boa means that laces are for suckers, imagine what, what does two, two mean? Oh, 
yeah it just laces are irrelevant totally like unnecessary at this point just yeah <laughs> it gets to be a point, right? How much, I wonder, how many boas are too many to the point where, like, ah, it'd just be easier to tie five. these things? <laughs> click, 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 click. Yeah, between three and five, probably. So, yeah, it's super weird with the foot joy stuff, though. They tend to, it, it tends to emerge sooner in the UK, so we haven't seen it officially over here yet. But I saw that, and I'm like, damn, because I'm a boa guy, because yep. laces are for suckers, and I'm 100%. no sucker. And I'm a foot joy guy because I have chubby fat feet and that's like just what rocks. they do is they yep. yeah yeah but like they're fully committed to wide shoes i mean there's nothing yep. i've ever looked at the foot joy site and go oh man i everything is available in wide which is nice but yeah i'm, I'm interested to see the dual slash double boa because man if one bow is good two bows yeah. Yep. Boa is headquartered here in denver colorado about an hour from me so what, what about you who is your other than Ben and Jerry's, let's let's Other than the well, Ben and yeah, Jerry's, if we can get an ice cream, McConnell's ice cream out of California does a phenomenal job. Um, any of those would be uh, fantastic. The Boa one's great because I called them right away. As soon as I saw that picture, I called <laughs> I called I my guy at Boa down the right. Actually hey, four. I need two on each shoe. I need I need plenty of these and I knew what size you were, so I just said, Hey, can I get a year's supply in these sizes and these colors, you know, that should, that should, uh, that I, I should technically, be good. I technically don't have a golf membership lined up for next year yet. Um, so maybe a year supply. Pump the brakes be, on that a little bit. Uh, just be, you know, house slippers. Here's another two for you, Tony. Apple. I use a lot of Apple products. Don't we all? Laptops, things. Um, things, just all the know, things, all the things, and all I can almost things. guarantee nobody from Apple will watch this. But I would love, I would love uh, for Apple to be on there. I believe Apple sponsorships work a little bit differently. They, they, they have mastered the the Mongolian reversal as well. I think you pay them for the privilege. <laughs> you pay them, and they probably ask you. You don't ask them, so that one's probably dead in the water. Um, other than that. Maybe Lululemon, because they make phenomenal underwear. They do. I, I'm setting my ways there. But hey, you know we're here. But well, you said it's about like me, their... so that one was about me. Uh, that's yeah, what no, I, that's fair. But that's if anybody would like their products gratuitously and shamelessly promoted on this ridiculous podcast, hit reach us out up. to Tony. All right, we got, to we got five minutes box. left, Chris. Here, five minutes. So let's okay. We uh, let's go to the mailbag. Mailbag. What do we got? So, you, uh, you throw some stuff on Twitter today, yes. people, questions. You got a couple bits of feedback. Uh, pick the top one or two. What, what did people Yeah, so ask? I was going to stick with one, but we're going to blow through, the, through these t- two very quickly. So first okay. one from Evan L. Do tour pros, uh, do the balls tour pros use go through any additional quality control, uh, essentially beyond that that you get from retail? Okay. Yes, absolutely, of course. Um, I would imagine it depends on on who the manufacturer is, how much they do, they do. I mean, if you look at our ball lab results, Titleist stuff tends to be really, really consistent. So I don't know how much better that could actually be for a tour guy. So at that level, what Titleist has told me is they do do inspections on things like the logo and the side stamp uh, because the USGA is particular about that. And if something isn't what it is supposed to be the ball can be uh, deemed non-conforming. Right. Bridgestone does some additional quality control. They wouldn't tell me exactly what. Uh, similarly, 
Again, there's a, a few extra touch points as well with Callaway, and I would assume it's the same for TaylorMade and Shrixon and anybody else who makes a ball on tour. You're going to make sure for those guys that everything is what it needs to be. So, yeah, they get a little bit more, but you, know, you start with a quality ball, you probably don't have too much to worry about. Yep, precisely. All right, so That's a good one. What's the next one? Give us another so one. This one comes from Adam N, and I picked this one because I think it's a really good question. So have the higher MOI drivers typically provided more forgiveness in the most wanted test? Ooh. Does the removal of outliers hurt the MOI drivers versus the lower MOI drivers? Okay, so, so real quick, for people that have no idea, what's MOI? Moment of inertia, which is essentially the simple way to think about it is an object's resistance to twisting. So okay. think of it hitting it off the toe. You don't want it to clank open, hitting it off the heel. Yep. Trying to resist and that. We typically to... talk about MOI in in kind of that that plane, right? Heel toe MOI. There is also MOI that's up down like Y yeah, axis. Up down tends we're to talking, be more about spin. Front we're to talking back about tends X to be axis, more. right? Right. And so what we see in testing is that higher MOI drivers, especially if we talk about the ones that talk about back CG, if that's the focus, raising MOI along that axis. What we do see is a strong correlation between higher MOI and the standard deviation of ball speed or ball speed delta. So fundamentally, MOI is a, a preserver of ball speed, and we actually do see that translate really well. Now, if that's your only metric of forgiveness, then it holds true. But if you start talking about things like, hey, is spin consistent? Can I hit it straight? Yeah. You know, if you're looking for consistent spin, typically it's the more forward, less conventionally forgiving drivers that provide that. Um, and again, you start getting into things that, hey, like, do I hit it straight, right? And that that's a different animal entirely and doesn't necessarily correlate. And sometimes you look at that and go, man, this driver, just everybody hit it straight. It's low to mid MOI, but it just works. So it, it ultimately boils down to what is your forgiveness metric. But in terms of MOI alone, yeah, we do see a strong correlation with ball speed retention. Yeah. So it's like with MOI, you have launch, spin, direction, and speed. And how much of all of those four can you retain yeah, that, that's from an idea, right? right? That, that kind that's, of that whole picture is your your ball speed retention, your directional stuff, your spin consistency. Um, <laughs> there's a lot that goes into it. And I've said this before. If you ask if you ask five R&D guys to define forgiveness, you'll get five Six answers. answers. So yep. yeah, probably. <laughs> so and the other more? piece of that, uh, so we'll, we'll finish this up. Does the removal of outliers hurt the highest MOI drivers versus the lowest? So Great question. This was something that that we felt, you know, going back a few years ago, we felt that yeah, we were we were probably getting too aggressive with outlier removal to the point that we were hurting high MOI drivers. So now what we do is we take for every pairing of tester and driver, anything that is more than two standard deviations from the mean for total distance or excuse me, carry distance and maybe it's total. It's been programmed for so long, I don't know. So we we chop those, um, same with offline. And from there, we, we focus not on kind of where the ball went, but on the characteristics of the swings themselves. So we're, we're filtering out abnormal swings versus abnormal results. And we feel that that gives us way better kind of retention of that forgiveness metric or the various forgiveness metrics. Yeah. So there you go. Um, we have like 30 seconds left. Let's, you know... I think that's just, that's it. All right. That's a, that's All right, everybody. Be, be decent to friends and strangers. We out. We out.